Welcome to the Practical Enneagram. This interview is a taste of the teachings of executive coach and facilitator Renata Lamman. Renata lectures for Integrative Enneagram Solutions and hosts monthly community of practice gatherings, which you can find information to in the show notes. Polarities in the Enneagram is a key emphasis for Renata for reasons she explains in this interview. I always enjoy Renata's directness, lightness and the effectiveness with which she teaches these deeper dimensions of the Enneagram. Maybe something to do with her threeness. I hope that you enjoy the episode. Before we get to the nitty gritty, I would love to know... When the Enneagram came into your life? The uh, uh, polarities came to me first in 2006, and that became my absolute obsession with studying and working with polarity. Um, polarity is is a universal law. It's evident in, in, in all the uh, ologies. So mm. from cosmology to geology to biology, only the three man-made ologies, theology, sociology, and psychology, are looking for a positive without a negative. Wow. But in all the other scientific ologies, the universe demonstrates the law of polarity. So for every night, there's a day. For every winter, there's a summer. For every ebb, there's a flow wax. There's a wane. The law of polarity really underpinned the coaching work that I did too, because it's mm-hmm. not only in science and the universe, it is evident in our lives that we will experience both sides of the polarity. So we'll experience positive and negative, happy and sad, up and down, a success mm-hmm. and failure, acceptance and rejection, easy and difficult, etc. Mm-hmm. Because polarity was the sent sent to my work first, when I came to the Enneagram, it was evident to me that the Enneagram Enneagram is just a map of polarity. Mm-hmm. It's showing us um, our polarities. And in the Enneagram literature, that's mostly defined as dualism, mm-hmm. moving from dualistic thinking and uh, in the in the mind which is fixation and in the heart which is the passion to non-dual non-dual thinking which is mm-hmm. the holy idea um and the non-dualistic state in the heart which is the virtue um and it just became evident that that's what the enneagram's pointing and it's pointing with the lines at our greatest polarities our greatest opportunities for growth and to integrate those opposites, which is the opposite pole, to so that we we enter into moments of non-dualistic thinking and feeling, which is described by the holy idea and the passion. So, after a few years and and being fortunate enough to lecture for IQ nine in the Enneagram, I realized that not everybody was seeing it as clearly as I was. That it mm. wasn't as evident that it is a map of polarity and that the work is to move from dualism to non-dualism. And I know for many people it is, but for beginners, it's not. And, you know, that's when I realized that, I, you know, I could make a contribution. I can really understand now why this has become an emphasis for you. So it was polarity first, and that's what enabled you to see that the Enneagram was rich with polarity. Did the Enneagram make your polarities work more powerful because of the precision that it gave for for all the different types infinitely yeah. infinitely more powerful because it's demonstrating what the particular polarities are for you know for each client where might this client be polarized or stuck in dualism mm. and it's easier to spot when you know that yeah um yeah as you've said a lot of polarities 
within the Enneagram. And you, I mean, you speak of two major ones, the vertical one between fixation and... Holy idea and passion. Yeah, so it's in the mental space, the vertical is fixation to holy idea. And in the heart space, it's it's passion or vice to virtue. Is it horizontal? The horizontal. So what's that to that again? Can you remind me what the polarity is there? Oh, it's the lines. It's the lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So the two types of lines are, are, are the greatest polarity so that represent the greatest opportunity for integration maybe coachy question now but is there a sequence to bringing conscious awareness to those polarities that you work with or do you just let whatever the client's challenges determine which one to work with or so I think um you know when I coach I coach open cards Mm. So I educate my clients on polarity and the mechanism of it so that Mm -hmm. they can understand the journey and that I can map for them when they are fixated um, either in uh, what they're resisting, which is being perceived as negative or challenging, Mm. or what they're infatuating with, which is Mm. what they're perceiving as in the opposite way, what they're infatuated with. And the Enneagram's mapping that for us too. So for a one, they're infatuated with perfection and they're resenting and moving away from what they perceive as imperfect. Uh, I was coaching another Enneagram three this morning. You know, she's through the Enneagram, has come face to face in horror with her deceit, lies and how she sculpts the truth. And so, you know, she's really kind of in, in resistance to that and disappointed and judging herself and beating herself up for it. And what we do when we work with polarity is we look at that is not the full truth of who you are. So, mm. you know, then the, the question is, where are you the opposite? Where are you so brutally honest of it almost being unnecessary? Doesn't take long for the client to see that actually that is also a big part of the truth is the self-revelation, self-deprecation and willingness to be really, really honest with people about who they are. Where is the opposite equally true? And Mm. if you dig deep enough for long enough, you'll find it. I educate them on polarity, and then I map that for them in the Enneagram Mm. so that they also know the overarching journey, uh, Mm. and they know how to look for and spot when they get caught in the fixation or the passion. Once they understand that, then every time we see or I recognize uh, movements on that, I'll go, ah, that's pride again, so that they start to know what that is and recognize because, you know, just the words, the descriptors of the of the passions of vices are not always that clear for them to understand what is that? How do I recognize in myself when that's playing a role? Yeah, so what you've already touched on this really, but what are some practical ways of noticing and working with our polarities? I mean, how you know that you're stuck in dualistic thinking or feeling um, which is in, in polarity is you will experience an emotion. If you polarize towards the negative side, you're going to feel resentful, angry, upset, or whatever the case may be, mm. uh, which means that you you haven't balanced something because as a result of the negative perception that this is bad or wrong or not good or not how I want to be. And the opposite is also true when you're in ecstasy and elation. If you're experiencing an emotion up or down, greater the emotion, the greater the duality or polarity Mm. in your perception. So the way that we work with them practically, so we're looking out for emotional reactivity of either end, extremeness, both negative and positive. We're pausing and we're considering at the moment 
what polarity we're embracing, what we're not embracing, what calibra- calibrate in that moment to what what's missing from the picture. Yeah, so so you have to to look at where the opposite is. So if mm. you're in a so-called negative emotion of mm. depression or uh, you know, despair or disappointment or sadness or anger or upset or whatever the case may be, yeah. that's based on a perception that something is wrong, something is bad, something is negative. Mm. You know, if I catch myself feeling ecstatic or elated about something, I will literally stop myself in my tracks, pull my car over to the side of the road and sit there and go, what are the drawbacks of this? Because now I've just got ecstatic because I'd won some big contract with a client. And now yeah. I think, oh, Phew, how amazing must I be? What a success. Sit there and go, what are the, all the drawbacks? Really? Uh, yes. To That's... bring myself out of ecstasy and elation. Yeah. And I'll go, oh, well, I'm going to have to travel. I'm going to be away from my daughter. I won't have time for my coaching clients. Um, I know how much late night preparation this is going to be. Blah, 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 blah. And I'll bring it down off the pedestal. Now I'm grateful. No longer ecstatic and elated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Great example. Yeah. This, um, this whole intervention around polarity, doing the work of embracing our polarities, would you describe that as a cognitive intervention? That's such a great question, and yes. I'm so glad you asked. We do the work in the cognitive space. Mm. What is your perception around whether this is good or bad, right? Mm. And it's also emotional because as a result of thinking that this failure is dreadful, I'm going to feel not good about it. But when we do the work of integrating polarities, the net effect of that is a moment of absolute love and gratitude and Mm. surrender and inspiration there's this ancient Greek test called the philokalia, which says the, the mind descends into the heart. So in that moment of perceiving the perfection and magnificence, your heart is open with love and gratitude. Mm. So it is serving deeply the heart space. When we liberate it in the cognitive space, we liberate it in the heart. Thank you. That makes sense. So is there anything else that we have we haven't spoken about with polarity that would be good to convey but if I have to sum it up the Enneagram is a map of polarity it is Mm -hmm. showing us the work we need to do Um, it supports us in observing and catching ourselves in the act of dualistic thinking because you know we I talk about polarity but the Enneagram literature talks about dualism and it's the same thing the work we are doing is profoundly and you know saying Um, where is the perfection in this imperfection? Can I see how as a two, my serving others also disserves them in some way? Can I see how as a three, there is no success without failure? Mm. While I'm pursuing my business success, I'm failing in my personal relationship, Mm. failing to be present as a parent. For sevens, you know, limitation and restriction are a gift Mm. not something to be avoided. Feeling the deep painful emotions is something to be embraced. For eights to realize the tremendous strength that it takes to allow yourself to experience your vulnerability and weakness. How much pain is caused by the avoidance of vulnerability and weakness? I think most people probably get this cognitively before they manage to change their experience in the moment hey we read what our polarities are and we understand them but it takes practice not to be in the grip of that and and you know the reality is that we we will be 
in the grip of it. If you think for a moment that your passion and your fixation has not got you in its grip, then you're in serious illusion because we start to notice more and more just Mm -hmm. how it's got us by the short and curlies and it's all day, every day. And I found written down in a notebook the other day, just the most perfect way of uh, just summing it up, what the journey Mm -hmm. is. It said, we free ourselves not by trying to be free. We free ourselves simply by noticing how we imprison ourselves in the moment we imprison ourselves. What Mm -hmm. has been the most sort of impactful teaching or practice for you in your own journey with the Enneagram? And what what holes do you still fall down to use that Portia Nelson poem? Mm. So it's interesting because the, the more you work with the Enneagram, the more you see how you fall down those holes all the mm-hmm. time to your bewilderment. Like here I am again, here I'm doing it again, here, I, here I'm being triggered by it again. You know, the work really is in the self-observation and being mm-hmm. willing to be honest with ourselves, mm-hmm. um, getting support in that journey. And, you know, we don't know ourselves in isolation. We know ourselves in relationships. So you mm-hmm. see how that plays out in your relationships on all levels. You know, journaling is 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 huge for me in terms mm-hmm. of uh, self-revelation. You start yeah. to see stuff that shows up on the page. Yeah, so I think the 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 more work we do for me, the more I see evidence of, of the passion and the and the fixation. Yeah, you yeah. Know, day That's in cool. day out, it's, you know, it's almost like it it's it starts to become more difficult and starts to become more horrific. When you start to to notice it and go, but that's the necessary work. You know, we can't change what we don't acknowledge. Too true. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time. Mm, Such a pleasure. So that's that. I hope that you enjoyed. Next time I'll be bringing a bit of male energy in the form of Steve March, head coach and founder of Alethea. Do not forget to subscribe and please consider leaving a review or a rating. It will help other people to find the podcast.